Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, 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 thank you. After the Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. Wow, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. My God. Stick living water in my soul. Thank you, Father. Will you just type that in the comments? Will you just Write that in your your personal notes to him. I need you, Lord. I need Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Come on now. Refresh us, restore us, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Thank you, 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 thank you. Call out to him this morning. Come on. I need you. This your father. This your father. Ah, God. You may not have had any good relationship with your earthly father. But this man, this God, this being, this your father. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never reject you. My God, we put way too much confidence. Jesus knew this. Jesus knew this. Even when he was a man on this earth. Every time he had to deal with people, he knew this. We put way too much confidence in the things of this world, in the people of this world. And here we have somebody that'll never leave us, that'll never forsake us, that's always with us, that will never reject us. As a matter of fact, even when we were caught in our worst places, even when we were caught in sin, he never cast us out. That's what the scripture says. If you come to him, he'll never. He will never cast you out. He never. He always sees your worth. He always sees your value. He always looks at you from a different eye and from how precious you are and how marvelously and wonderfully you were created. My God, thank you, Lord. My God. So will you just receive from him today and let him tend to you? Let him be your good shepherd. Oh, my God. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. You better know that. not my home. This is not my home. Psalms 139 and 16. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your book were all written the days that were appointed for me when as yet there was not one of them even taking shape. 17th verse. How precious my God. How precious also are your thoughts to me oh God. How vast is the sum of them? If I could count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. My God. Lamentations 3 and 23. You get fresh grace this morning. You get a fresh start this morning. Will you let Father renew you this morning? My God. My God. We are thirsty, Lord. Yeah, you're the living water. You're the living water. You're the living water. My God. My God. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And can I tell you something? This requires patience. This requires patience. Do you know you can experience the goodness of him right here on earth? His goodness, his mercy, it follows you. It goes with you wherever you can go. It's just, remember a few days ago when the Lord had us deal away with our idols? We just, so many of us have tried to have relationships fill us up. Um, things fill us up. Our purpose. All of these things to fill us up. Things that have just stood in between us and God. Because this is not your home. Because you were born of a spirit. Remember 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The stuff that we're talking about, this in the word, cannot be conceived by the flesh. This is only conceived by the spirit. <laughs> so what I need can only come from the living water. It can only come from the living water. It can't come from anywhere else. We have had... <laughs> We've had so many disappointments by life. And we'll think that God has failed us. But it is not God that has failed us. God has not failed us. My God. God is not. He has not failed us. He has never. He never. That's what his word says. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He is not a God that can lie. Can I be honest? Most of us have just had our affections set on the wrong things. Can I be real? We've looked for so many other things to fill us up that when we are disappointed by those things, my God, we tend to neglect our relationship with God instead of allowing him to fill us up. So this morning when we say, I need you, Lord, what we're doing is giving him permission to invade our intimate spaces and to become those things for us. My God, in the name of Jesus, I drive out every idol. I drive out the spirit of lust. My God, I drive out everything that is contended for our affection. Every relationship in which we've been confused, every relationship in which we've been overwhelmed. Every time we've sought out you, Lord, and other things, we drive out that we drive that out right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for flooding us with the love, with the love that only comes with our Father. And we receive that love today by faith, Father God. Lord God, we need you more. We need you more. We need you more. We need you more. We need more of you. We need less of ourselves. And we shall need less of this world. My God, we set our affections upon you this morning. And Father God, we thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, teach us how to love our Father. Teach us how to receive the love we need to receive from our Father. 
Anchor us, Father, in the spirit of truth. Anchor us in your love. Let us not be confused in this season. Increase our discernment, my God, so that we can know more of you. Increase our discernment so that we can understand our ways. We drive out every idol. We drive out all manner of wickedness, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for your holiness. We thank you, Father God, for the spirit of truth. We thank you, Father God, for our lifetime relationships in you and that we are anchored in you and that we are anchored in truth, Lord God. My God, help us in every way to overcome the lust of the flesh. My God, the pride of life. My God, let us not be confused by anything that's been in our eye gate, Lord God, or our ear gate that does not align with you, Lord God. We cancel every assignment of the enemy off our life. We drop every force of darkness, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for the spirit of holiness. Jesus, give us your holiness. Jesus, give us your holiness. Jesus, give us your holiness, Lord God. Father God, we lay awake to you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God. Reveal your glory. Reveal your glory. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Oh, ancient of days. Oh, ancient of days. My God, mount us with your peace this morning. Like, let peace be our garrison. Let it be our truth, Lord God. Establish our ways. Let our feet be like hinds feet, Lord God. We need more of you and less of us. We thank you, Jesus. We will not be robbed of our peace this day. We will not be robbed of our peace this day. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I'm Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. LMJ. And I love how intentional God is with us. I love how every morning he meets us in this place. Wow. We are a community of believers who are growing in grace. My God. Becoming established in his word walking in wholeness and being of sound mind because those are the things that are promised to us. My God, we do not lay awake at night worried about our future because we know he holds us in his hand. My God, can you do something for me? I feel this in my spirit. Can we renounce all God ungodly soul ties right now in the name of Jesus? Father God, we just renounce all ungodly soul ties. My God, all ungodly relationships. And if the if the Lord brings a name to your heart, just, you know, repent of that. You don't have to put it in comments. You can put it in your personal devotional. You can put it in your book. That's why you need a personal devotional. Um, you should always be writing when you're before the Lord because the Lord may speak something to you. And he is not required to repeat himself, right? So we always spend our time when we're before the Lord with a pen, with a pencil. Um, we come to receive, right? In devotion, it's a communication. It's a communicable. It's a 
It's a it's our personal relationship with him. I don't ever come I'm talking about in church service. I don't ever come before the Lord without ready, being prepared to write. Um, as a matter of fact, personally, I think it's haughty when you're before the Lord and you're not writing. It's almost like you're not expecting to receive. And then our mistaken selves will say, well, I don't need to write nothing down. You know, I have a memory and the Lord may speak something to you that you need to mark down, that you need to date, that you need to sing for your dreams that you need to to put that in place. So if today, whatever today's date is, I never know dates. Oh, whatever. Write the date down and just say, Lord, I renounce all ungodly. You renounce them. When we renounce the ungodly soul ties, what we're doing is we're giving up our commitment, our our track right when we renounce something we're saying that we are no longer aligned with these relationships so it's important for us to renounce when we renounce what we're doing is we're giving them up uh we're refusing them we're resigning from them when we renounce them it is a formal declaration right it's a formal declaration we renounce all ungodly that's it we renounce all ungodly we're giving up those soul ties those things that we've been bound to yeah so type that in the comment put that in your notes i renounce when we're renouncing it's because we've partnered with these soul ties we came into partnership. We came into relationship with these things. We agreed to allow these things to be a part of those things in our lives. And I think often we forget to renounce those. We'll rebuke and bind. But renouncing is a um, renouncing is a way of us coming out of partnership for those ungodly things that we've been in partnership with for a long time, right? For a long time. So those ungodly soul ties, and let me tell you for my people who may not understand what a soul tie is, um, when we talk about a soul tie, these are the things that um, um, it's a bond and it's an ungodly bond, right? Um, when we start talking about a soul tie, it's this thing that happens in us in the spirit right it's a thing um genesis 2 and 24 talks about how the couple becomes one flesh right um jesus talks about in matthew 22 and 30 um that when there is no marriage in heaven what right and so we have to be careful when we um do our when we get our souls right when we get tied to things um, when we become addicted to things, when things become our source is a good way. Um, that's a possible source of a tie, like our psychological obsessions, right? When we feel like we're close or we're bound to a sin, then we need to deal with the sin. We need to deal with the relationship. We need to renounce the ungodly soul ties. Um, ways that we think towards things, the ways that we've allowed things to become idols in our lives. And some stuff we don't even know we're bound to. Um, our words have power. I was having um, a late devotional with the boys last night. 
really talking to them about the power of their words, explaining them in depth what those words, how those words are binding, giving them the scripture that correlates with it. Um, it says, by your words, will, you will be acquitted and by your words will be um, condemned. As Jesus said, we will be judged by every word that comes out of our mouths. And so I was trying to make them last night more aware that even in their silliness, those are words that they've released in the atmosphere. So stop these what ifs. You know, what if I fell down the steps, mom? Well, we don't want to what if you fall down the steps, right? We don't want to what if if you fall down the steps. We don't want to what if. That's like, would you catch me? Of course you know I'm going to catch you, right? Absolutely I'm going to catch you if you fall down the steps. So just watching our words because... Our words will become our habits, right? Our things that we do become our habits. There are things that we do, whether we know our word is, James tells us our tongue is like a rudder, right? So if our tongue is like a rudder, then the words that we use in all reality and truth will begin to guide us. And I and because so many of us have had certain thoughts for so long, remember the scripture also says, as so as a man thinketh, so is he. Whatever is in our hearts become our truth. Our tongue is a rudder. Our tongue is the guiding force of our life. That's why I'm always on something positive, always on something encouragement. And not a fake positive and encouragement. A discernment to know that every word that I speak out of my mouth is becoming a guidance a structure um and it does not mean that we don't acknowledge like negative things wrong things it's still how we present our words um i'm very watchful i'm very mindful of my words i'm very exacting of my words i've had to become that way not rude um not short not sharp that's the thing that the lord had to teach me the difference between being rude, short, and sharp, right? Making sure adjectives are in the right place to describe things. Making sure I'm cognizant and aware of why I'm thinking those thoughts. Because actually, if that's a thought that I'm thinking, it's probably somewhere rooted down in my heart, right? My heart is my heart. My heart is the thing that that girds and guards and has all of my truth and what I believe and because whatever I believe is what I'm going to do which is why Romans 12 1 and 2 we do not conform to the things of this world we become transformed in our mind by the renewing of our minds through the word of God that's why it's so important for us to understand everything that the word says about every situation. Everything there is. The word talks about your business. The word talks about your marriage. The word talks about your money. Jesus talked about money several times. The word talks about how you're supposed to love. The word talks about how you're to love God. The word talks about how you're to love others. The word gives you an example for absolute. Absolutely everything. Last night as I was talking to the boys, Judah was sharing something with me that he shared with his teacher. And he was talking about the Bible and about history. And he he was saying how important they are to us because they help guard us and gird. They help us make the next set of decisions. 
right? He says, isn't history important? He was talking about history not being one-sided. He said, shouldn't all history be given so that we, we need history so we learn how to make the next decision? Ooh. And I was just listening to him. He said, and we need the word of God, right? He was telling his teacher, he was comparing the two because I think they were not spending enough time in the Bible. And he was talking about, so I don't know what the, the root of, and he said, and we need the word of God so that we know how to make our next decision. That's how we make our decisions through the word of God, right? And I'm just looking at him and I'm like, okay, he's getting it. The word of God is what, once we re renew our mind in the word of God, then what it begins to do is it begins to establish God's plan. Then we become, once we accept Jesus Christ, we're the new creation. Well, how do I learn how to operate? How do I learn how to operate as a new creation? Well, I'm going to learn how to not operate as a new creation through the word of God. Wow. Come on, Holy Spirit. The word of God is going to teach me how to operate as a new creation because if I, and that's what, that's, that's why we're living epistles. We're living disciples. We are the word in action, right? We are to disciple others, right? I remember one time a friend of mine, when I was coming away from my worldly ties and I was just being more quiet and I had some friendships that were, um, changing. And I remember one of them said to me, she was like, um, when we were in the world, like I looked up to you. When we were in the world, like I looked up to you, like I looked up to you. Now you, you know, you on this Christ thing. And I was like, I saw a pause and I said, I need to repent and apologize to you. Because when we were in the world, you just proved to me that I was discipling you and I was discipling you in the wrong things. I was discipling you in the wrong things. I was leading you in the wrong places. So let me apologize to you for discipling you in the wrong things. Let me apologize for leading you to drink from the wrong water. Let me apologize. Let me apologize. That is why I know for a fact our spiritual journeys personally. That is why I know there's a scripture that says we are to work out our own salvation. This is why I know for a fact that my relationship, my intimate personal relationship with God has to become the priority. <laughs> my God, because we are discipling, people are watching always. Philippians 2 and 12, therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but not even more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and with trembling. Fear and trembling. Yes, John Elmore is very deep. It's very, very deep. And this is the place that I feel like we don't spend enough time working out on our own, our own, our own our salvation, working out ourselves. We so busy trying to lead each other and we may be leading each other in the 
the wrong way. There are things now as I have grown in maturity that I would have probably done um, differently um, just walking into ministry as I walk into the 20th year since I said yes to God for ministry as we walk into the thousandth devotional I am always constantly it's not about the numbers but it's about how far God has brought me I'm always constantly evaluating my relationship with God recognizing as Judah said the past but not from a place of condemnation recognizing the things that in the word now as he's establishing me in the word now, as he's establishing us in the word now, how to make that applicable to my life. Because we have so many thought processes. We have so many conditioned responses that we've operated in those conditioned responses for way so long. So many of us have discipled our children into wrong things. And we did that for a long time. And then now we frustrated with them because their life doesn't look like where we are now. When in all actuality, we discipled them, them into those things. We led them into that direction. We were the greatest voice into our life, right? Um, for those of us that were absent, had absent fathers, absent mothers, dealt with it. This is why the enemy is so divisive with the spirit of rejection and with being orphaned. That's why we have to heal that soul hurt. We don't pack that with spiritual things. We'll just keep packing that with spiritual stuff, right? I was listening to something the other day. Many of us have the spiritual things down packed. We can quote the word. We live the word. We pay the tithes. We do all the other things that's associated with it, but we're not dealing with the tender places in our soul that need to be healed. We're not going to the depth of God so we can be healed. So many of us have been through so much trauma. Well, that stuff flushes up. It's like your system is septic. That stuff has got to flush up and it's got to be flushed out. Well, how do we do that? We spend more time in the word. Um, and it's like layers upon layers that God deals with us. And he pulls out the roots of things inside of us. That's why we got to be patient. That's why we got to understand his love. That's why we got to be established in our righteousness. That's why we got to be able to recognize and understand who we are called to be in Christ Jesus. Because most of us have had established identities in the wrong things. Most of us have had established identities in the wrong things. We've had our identity so ingrained in wrong doctrine that we don't even realize it. So then when the scales come off our eyes or when the word of God starts revealing something to us or when the man or woman of God starts revealing something to us or a word is brought to us, when our heart is still not properly rooted, this is where offense, can I say the Holy Spirit? It's just like when we, the word church hurt, when we use the term church hurt, it's not the church. We the church. It's not, and I understand the people are the church, but it's out in all actuality, people have hurt you, right? You've been hurt by people. Well, what's the root of the offense? Why am I offended? Um, what happened in the offense? How much trust and hope have I put in those people more than I've put my hope and trust in the word, in the Lord? Um, I'm going to say this again. The more that I study Jesus and his behaviors, Jesus knew for a fact that people were going to fail him. As a matter of fact, when they were coming to him, he said in the word, he was like, 
wars my mom they were like your mama here he was like um your father here your mother your father here you know other father and jesus said to them um just find that scripture he said jesus said to them he was like who is my like who is my mother and my father who are my brothers and sons who are these people that you're talking about it's not that he have honor towards them what he was telling to them more than anything those that are in the kingdom is matthew 12 46 okay in the 50th first it says while jesus was still talking to the crowd his mother and brother stood outside wanting to speak to him someone told him um so told him your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you he replied to them who is my mother and my father and my brothers pointing to the disciples he said here are my mother and my brothers for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother when god was giving me revelation of this i understood probably more how jesus was alone i understood more about just how we probably stay connected in relationships um, with individuals like he was so bold he was like my mother and my father my brother my sisters those who ride out with me those who are connected to me those are the people that deal with father this is why I know for a fact and I'm learning this more about those covenant relationships you never saw Jesus swear oaths to relationships I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just so much personal revelation in that, right? He never saw Jesus really swear oaths to relationships. We never see him. He talks as Jesus. He talks as if he talks as he as if he's always here. He talks as if he's always connected, but he never those earthly ties and bonds, he wasn't interested. He was more interested in those kingdom relationships, those kingdom connections, those relationships that were inside the will of the Father. Because the relationships that are inside the will of the Father are more binding than absolutely anything. God, you're going to knock us around this morning. God, you can right knock us around this morning. That's why we're always, now I understand why you wanted me to talk about fear, Father. Thank you. That's why we're always frustrated when we can't pull on people or people aren't coming in our direction. That is why it's more important for us to be the example, be the light, be the disciple, right? Um, when, the, when, when the truth is presented in love, people will want to connect to your God. People will want to connect to your Jesus. People will want to be more like you. People will want to be um, be more connected, right? You don't have to beg for people to be connected to you. You don't have to beg for people to stay connected in relationships. You ain't got to do that. The will of the Father is what will divinely connect y'all. The will of the Father is what will keep you in touch. The will of the Father. Um, thank, so understand some things that one of my sisters was texting to me yesterday. Thank you for that, sister. <laughs> thank you for that, sister. I understand some, some things my sister was texting me yet for yesterday. Thank you for that, sister. Like, this is what we're called to as disciples, to the will of our Father. My God, there's so much freedom in that. My God, thank you for divine revelation in that, right? So, when the Lord is... When the Lord is dealing with us, I thank you. I, so, so that's that's important. That is why 
It is so significant for us to continue to work out our own salvation and to work out our own salvation beyond the devotional, beyond church service. Um, COVID has proved what's in a lot of us. COVID has proved what's in a lot of us. COVID has proved what's in a lot of us, what goes outside and on in us outside the church. When people are away from your presence, what they do outside of that proves what's inside of them. So that is why we see him saying, look, even in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. 13 verse says, for if it is for it is God who works in you to will and to act on behalf of his good purpose, of his good purpose is God that works in. So then the next part of that says, do everything without murmuring or complaining or arguing um, so that you may be blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and perverse generation in which you shine as lights on the world. So I want to pray against fear today because if we don't, right, if fear is a driving force in our relationships in our decisions, and I talk often to my team, my people I mentor, the people I love, my sons, because this is something I had to grow out of. We will continue to make fear-based decisions that please others. Well, Second Timothy, when we go over here and see and understand um, that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind, if fear is leading me to connect in those relationships, if fear is if if, if the fear of whatever it is, the fear of failure, um, uh, whatever, and I don't know why I'm going in relationships. This wasn't the directions, but I'm gonna be obedient to the spirit. So if we see where Jesus is and how Jesus handled this relationship. If fear is leading us to make decisions and how we connect to people, even if we're grappling to people um, in death, right? Because we fear fear of losing someone, fear of trying to hold on to something. If we're fearful, we're not casting. If we're fearful, if we're fearful, we're not casting. If we're fearful, I'm going to say this again, we're not casting. We're not casting our cares on him because we learned yesterday unbelief, right? Fear is interwoven in unbelief, right? So when I am fearful, I make fear-based decisions. When it's in the area of a relationship, it's because I don't trust God to handle the relationship, right? So I was talking to a friend yesterday and we were having a conversation. She had been dating somebody and she was like, the Lord had dealt with me because this man is amazing. Like, I can't wait till they get married. And she said, the Lord had dealt with me because she is very private. But the Lord had dealt with me about why I had yet to post him. Right? She said, the Lord had dealt with me about why I had yet to love on him. And right now, social media is kind of our tool for esteeming others. It's nothing wrong with it. We should tell the person directly, but right now it's our worldwide connection. So I'm all for using it positively. I think we should. We can use it in so many positive ways. We can keep connected to our loved ones and all this other stuff. We can pray, right? But um, she said God had to deal with her and said, the only reason you have not posted and shared this relationship, right? 
is because you're fearful of these other people you've dated and what they will think. Right? He said, that's the only reason you haven't posted this relationship. And so she tagged and made a, pu made a public post about the relationship and just thanked him for always loving her, committing to her, supporting her, and all of these other things. Well, that was good. Because that's how we also break fear and don't do no 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 longer give the devil the disadvantage, right? This this disadvantage. She was not not posting him because she was private. Remember, I told you there are some truths that we operate in that are not necessarily our truth. She was not not posting him because she was afraid of offending of these people, of these other relationships she had. Well, as she's sharing with me, she says, and I know the reason that I'm like this comes because of my daddy issues, becomes because of the, the, the rejection, the spirit of rejection that I lived along for so long, right? I don't want these people, come on, Holy Spirit, he freeing somebody now. I don't want these people to reject me either. They find out they have a boo. Well, you don't need to be connected to them anyway. They not in this season of your life anyway. They don't belong and aren't involved in this season of your life. Anyway, I told y'all, if you're new to the devotional, we learn how to make the world applicable in our life. I love how the Holy Spirit teaches these things. And so when I get to the root of understanding why fear has been driving every decision in every relationship, it's probably because I'm longing to hold on to something that's either an idol, that's either an ungodly soul tie, um, that's either something, some, some other decision except the love of the Father is driving the relationship. Some other decision besides the will of the Father is driving the relationship. And when some other relationship besides the will of the Father is driving the relationship, then I'll skate the course instead of doing the root work to get to the problem, to get to the issue so that I can free myself and I can free others. That's why we renouncing ungodly soul ties today. Things that has had us locked in for so long and kept us from having healthy relationships and kept us from operating in a sound mind because we have not looked for relationships that, that are expressed through the will and the love of the Father. As a matter of fact, Perversity will have you reject those relationships. A perverse kind of love, a toxic kind of love, never understanding, never receiving, never knowing what true and real love is and what the love of the Father looks like will have you rejecting those relationships instead of tending to the healthy relationships that God is trying to get. Because again, again, my thought process, my life processes, um, if I think quantity, come on now, if I think uh, quantity, the many times, uh, um, the quantity of the relationship, the more that I'm around you, um, that solidifies our relationship other than the will of the Father, the quality of the relationship. And so fear has led me into making every decision in every relationship, my mama, my daddy, right? So I'll hold on to, or for some of us who are fixers, I'll try to fix the toxic relationship when it's only God that can work out the relationship. My job is to not operate in fear. My job is to operate in power, love, and a sound mind.
I'm out. I'm finna, I'm, I'm finna, let me, can I sow a seed into, like, can I, can, what can I do to, like, I'm out. Holy Spirit, I'm out. Like, come on now. Like, my job is to operate in a power of love and sound mind. To operate in power, that's my job. Put that in your notes. My job is to operate in power, in love, and in sound mind. <laughs> Nothing else. That's my job. That's what God called me to do. Operate in power, in his power, in his love, and his sound mind. How do I get that power, LMJ? How do I get that love? How do I get that sound mind? By being in an intimate relationship with the Father. That is why all of those other relationships that we've been locked into by fear have always stood, come on now, have always stood in the way of the relationship between me and my father. And if we will be real, real about those relationships, those have not been the relationships that is pulled on me to draw me in to a closer relationships as those with my father. As a matter of fact, those are in fact the relationships that have pulled me away and drawn me into chasing, into thirsting after other things, into trying to fix other things, and trying to um, do other things, and trying to <laughs> and trying to create all of these other things. When my job is to operate in God's power, His love, and His sound mind, and how do I receive that? I receive that through grace of Jesus Christ. I do not do that in my own strength. So when fear is the looming, the fear of failing, the fear of being without somebody. Um, can I say that, Holy Spirit? No. Okay, okay. Thank you. Um, the fear of being without somebody. The Yes, sir. I hear you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. I hear you. Um, the fear of um, losing somebody, the fear of not seeming successful, whatever it is that's left us bound and tied in ungodly soul ties and ungodly relationships, whatever it is, we have to receive the grace for it. Remember Second um, Corinthians, uh, what is it, 12 and 9, whatever, when he says, my grace is sufficient when the thing can't be removed, right? In the prayer group, we're learning to pray through instead of praying away. Man, that was freedom for me yesterday, ladies. So when I'm learning to pray through a situation, I receive the sufficiency of the grace over the situation instead of allowing fear to lead me in every decision, instead of allowing rejection, instead of allowing abandonment, instead of allowing insecurity, instead of allowing all of those other things that have attached themselves to my soul. All of those other things that are really pain and hurt in my soul to lead my decision. I'm walking in the power, love, and a sound mind that was given to me through Jesus Christ. So let's deal with the fear and let's get out of here today. Whoa! I hope y'all taking notes. I'm going to have to transcribe this one right here. I'm going to have to go back. This is Holy Spirit inspired. My God. This is Holy Spirit inspired. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go back on this one. Hey, yeah, yeah, sure. We got to anybody want to transcribe this and send this to me. Please feel free. Uh, we got to transcribe this. I'm going to have to take this one and put this one into my notes. This might turn into something greater than that. Um, so when we are dealing with our talking in fear, we are not asking 365 times in the Bible. Fear not is stated. <laughs> and so if we begin to pause and ask ourselves, how much has fear led every decision to that I've 
made? How have I run into decisions and ran away from decisions because of fear? The Bible provides all kinds of wisdom for us on how to deal with fear. I receive it, Tamika, on how to deal with fear. The Bible deals with us on all, all, all these decisions on how to deal with fear. How do I get past the fear? How do I get beyond the fear? Why is the fear leading me to stay um, in contractual obligations with people um, when I need to focus on the covenant relationship with God? Right. So, so let me give you let me give you something, and then a basis, right? Um, for those of us who are fearful of our lives and our purpose, I'm, I'm reading something now that the Bible says about a thousand generations, right? It says that love, God will show loving devotion to a thousand generations for those who love him and keep his commandments. Psalms 105 and 8, he remembers his covenant forever, the word, the, the word he promised. He, God, is faithful, who keeps his covenant of loving devotion for a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Therefore, if I love him and keep his commandments, and we haven't reached the thousands of generations yet, then the promises of God are yes and amen for a thousand generations. That means me, that means my kids, that means beyond my kids. Well, what am I worried over, Lakeisha? If the covenant was for a thousand of generations. Well, the only reason I'm worried is because I don't understand that this covenant is applicable to me. I don't understand what this covenant means to me. So then fear will lead me in my relationships um, to make decisions because I don't understand the covenant for a thousand generations and that God is still God. So let me give you some scriptures to deal on fear and then we're going to pray on fear and we out. Okay, we're going to give you some scriptures to deal with fear because you got to deal with fear aggressively. If you, um, the Lord has revealed to you that you've been making fear based decisions, then what you need to do is Lord, forgive me for not trusting you. Forgive me for unbelief. And then when he reveals those things to you, Lord, I didn't even know this was in me, right? I didn't even know this was in me. So I, um, he has a promise of peace on our life. John 14 and 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So anytime a circumstance or situation comes in, my heart shouldn't be troubled or afraid because I have the peace that passes all understanding. Well, skip over to Philippians for when we get into the position to pray when we're anxious, right? Because our go-to when anxiety comes in should be, I'm praying. I'm praying away the anxiety. I'm going to thank him for the answer. I'm going to recognize that he heard the prayer, right? And then we skip over to the next scripture where it tells us to cast all our cares on him. Then I'm going to cast all my cares on him because he cares for me way greater than I can care for myself. I love how he spoke boldly to Joshua, Joshua 1 and 9. This is one that I have on my board. Have I not commanded you, Lakeisha? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. If God called me into ministry, if God calls me into a relationship, if God calls me into marriage, if God calls me into discipleship, if God calls me into something greater than me, if God called me to start coffee and conversations, multiple businesses, I ain't got time to be afraid. Why? Because he's with me. I ain't got time to be discouraged. Why? Because he's with me. He's already told me, I'm going to be your rear guard. I'm going with you. I'm calling you into this. You did not call yourself. Matthew 6 and 34. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough trouble of its own <laughs> today present in today what bills can i pay today 
What can I do about this relationship today? Can I love today? Have I sought to see what my problems are in this relationship? Come on, I'm just being real with y'all. Some of us have made wrong moves. We have moved too soon, moved out of God's perfect will, not up under our open heaven because we have made a fear-based decision, right? We're not letting God lead us and God. We don't understand even if trouble is at work and God called us to a place at work, it don't matter if it's trouble at work. Why? Because God said in his word that he be with me wherever I go. So let me bring God with me to this job. <laughs> Instead of my flesh show up, right? In my marriage, I done already made a covenant. God said he going to be with me wherever I go. So let me bring God with me in this marriage. Because he already told me he be with me where trouble arise, right? Isaiah 43 and 1. But now this is what the Lord says. Who created you? <laughs> Lakeisha? He who formed you, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I've summoned you by name. I know you by name. You are mine. Psalms 23 and 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, not going to fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. Which also tells me, if I start getting out of line and direction, you're going to correct me. You're going to pull me back this way. You're going to pull me back in. The Holy Spirit going to start tapping on me. He always provides a way of escape. That's what his word. Psalms 34 and 4. This is what you need to know. When you ask him this, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Father God, I'm seeking you to deliver me from all my fears. Can I tell you something in relationships? People can never bring you out your fears. People are never going to give you the comfort. So if you're looking for if you're married, if you have kids, if you're in a relationship, if you're looking for people, if you're looking for signs through the behavior of people that you're going to be okay, that the relationship is going to be okay, you're probably in some trouble. You should be solidified in the relationship because of who God is, not for the signs. Miracle signs and wonders are for those that don't believe. We get them. We get to experience them. But they really came for the unbeliever. <laughs> they really came. We should be in the will of the Father expecting him to do good things to us. Um, and when he doesn't, still celebrating, still rejoicing. Because we know he takes care of us in season and out of seasons. Right? Right? Remember when he told him, he said, only a wicked and perverse generation asks for a sign. Right? For those of us who trust and believe that he's heard our prayer. Man, I can go on and on with this. Let me get off here with this. So, like, so, so when we stand in the word of God and we understand that, if we're still looking for signs, right, through the flesh, we'll miss what the spirit is trying to tell us. And little marker, that's an indication, you know. No, God is with you whether a sign has occurred or not. Whether the revelation has concerned or not. Romans 8 and 38 and 39, right? For I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor either, neither angels or demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Well, if nothing separates me from God, right? Then I know for a fact, like Psalms 27, 1 tells me, the Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. He's the stronghold of my life. If the Lord is the stronghold of my life, then how and why should I be afraid? So right now, in the name of Jesus, we drive out the spirit of fear. We thank you, Lord God, for breaking all ungodly soul ties. My God, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for, my 
God releasing us from ungodly relationships that were not healthy anyway. We thank you, Father God, for breaking the spirit of fear off our life. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all. That was so powerful. That was so powerful. That was so powerful. That was so redeeming. That was so freeing. Father God, help us to set our affection on things above. And let me tell you what he's saying to me. Um, if and when he starts breaking you from these ungodly soul ties, these relationships, that you didn't have any mess, any reason being in these relationships anyway. Don't let fear make you stay connected to things that God is trying to free you from. That's fear. When you know it's unhealthy, when he starts revealing to you that this is not how you need to operate in this relationship, when he starts revealing to you that you've been trying to manipulate um, and operate in witchcraft in your marriage, when he starts revealing you to you that you've been trying to operate and manipulate in witchcraft with your children, you know, trying to manipulate in the word and do all these other things, when he gives revelation of this, when you see this through the eyes of your understanding, to the hope of who he called you to be in Christ Jesus. When your heart becomes supple, tender, and pliable. Just because this word got in your ears and you in your eyes and you remember this day. Right? Don't go back to those relationships. Don't let your flesh send you back to those relationships. Don't let those flesh, don't let your, I don't care who it is. Don't let, your, don't let your flesh mishandle these relationships. Don't let your flesh teach you how to walk in these relationships. Don't let your flesh lead you in another relationship. Woo! Right? All right, we out of here. Father, we thank you for revelation in your word. We thank you for breaking us free in your word. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, woo! two things. Give. <laughs> if you are called, if you feel like you need to partner with this ministry, if the Lord places it on your heart to sow a seed, to plant a seed, um, to give an offering, to pay your tithes, whatever. Woo! Say it. Okay. We the church. Go over there. Go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, hit the donate button, give there, or cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J, ministry, M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. I think they even have information for you about my cash app, because some of y'all say, I want to show it in her life. That's dollar sign, just being L-M-J. Whatever it is, go plant the seed. Go plant the seed. Go give. Go be a blessing in somebody else's life and have fun today. That's my charge for you on this Friday. I know for some of us we've been snowed in, but figure out how to have fun today. Not in the flesh, but out the spirit. My second thing to you is if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. This is how you break the ungodly soul ties. This is it. This is it. This is how you break the ungodly soul ties. My Dollar, I'm sorry, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Dollar sign, just J-U-S-T-B-E-I-N-G-L-M-J. Now, thank you, Lord. B-L-M-J with the J. Funny that you posted that because he just told me to correct it. L-M-J, Nisi, thank you. Dear Jesus, <laughs> this is what you're going to say. Repeat after me. I have sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm asking you to come into my heart, take away my sins, and I promise to love and follow you as best as I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.